Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in. Second hour here on Monday morning. And we are joined now for Money Monday with Manny, the Money Man Resendiz of Euclid Financial Services and the co-host of the Retirement Factory here on WBSM. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Tim. It's good to see you again. How things been? Anything new and exciting? Yeah, well, we had the Super Bowl yesterday, so I'm sure there are a lot of people who had financial windfalls that are going to be looking to plan their retirement today. Oh, yes, especially if you were kind of betting in the last minute there, overtime and, a, and an easy win there for them. You know, I'm thinking to myself when I woke up this morning and I'm thinking about the conversation we're going to have, there's a lot of pe people who are waking up this morning not wanting to have to go to work because it's the day after the Super Bowl and most places don't consider it a, a worthwhile day off. And they're on to you if you call in sick today. And then they're looking at the, the weather forecast for tomorrow and they're just thinking to themselves, how much longer am I going to do this? Yeah, th this, is, this is where the daydreaming starts, where you're, uh, you haven't quite told your desk yet that you've retired, but you're probably in that 12 to 24 month window of, I'd, I'd really like to walk out the door right about now. And now you're trying to figure out how to put it all together. And, and this is usually where that, that catalyst starts of how do I actually start my plan? How do I start to think through what is retirement really going to look like? And, you know, some folks hear that word retirement. Uh, they think about, they have an image in their head. We've talked about this before of, of, of what that's going to be, but they, they don't know what a retirement plan is. They know what they want to do, but they don't know how they're going to set themselves up to be able to do it. Yeah, it, what you're bringing up is what generally is that first conversation we have when they reach out to us or they come into the conference room. It's they, they've been told their entire life, when you get to this point, you need a retirement plan. You need a plan. And when they, when they hear that, or at least what they kind of tell us is, well, what do you mean by an actual plan? I'm not talking opening up an IRA account and putting $50 a week in and someday you'll have money to retire. What we're talking about is what are the steps you're actively going to take to make sure that when you leave work for the last day, you have a plan in place to make sure that you have plenty of money coming in, food, shelter, clothing, medication, all the stuff to be able to not have to go to work but then also figure out how to fill in your time. And that's where, that's where it gets a little scary and daunting. It's okay. We, we've seen enough times that we've figured out that, well, if you focus on four things to start your plan, you're usually in a good place. And we usually start with income, taxes, medical, and legacy planning. If you think of all the things that could possibly pop up in your retirement, if we boil them down to those four items and then just focus, how am I going to replace my paycheck? 
How am I going to pay the taxes now that I have a new paycheck? If I get sick, will the doctor treat me? And how am I going to pay for it? And if I'm no longer here, what happens to my money and everybody behind me? If you answer those four questions, that's a good start to your retirement plan. But I think, too, what you've got to keep in mind, and again, something that I've learned from, from these conversations with you is, it's not just what retirement is on day one of retirement. Yeah. You know, it's not, okay, I know I can make this work. It's, it's that long-term planning. See, we don't really have to long-term plan when we're working because there's always another paycheck around the corner. I mean, you want to have a plan, you want to have a budget, but at the same time, you always know that there's that fail-safe of, I can always go out and earn more money. That, that's exactly it. So when, you, when we're working, we have, we have the ability to plan ahead, but we don't have to worry about where the money's coming from, right? We just have to worry about how am I going to pay my, my utility bills, my mortgage? How am I going to get the kids to college? Okay, are we going to go on vacation this year? All of those things pop up in our day-to-day lives, and that's, those are valuable skill sets that we're going to bring into retirement. The, the hard part, just like you were talking about, is when you stop working, how do you replace what your employer gives you? And that's that structure or that sense of purpose that says, if I show up for 40 hours, I'm going to get a paycheck and I know exactly what I'm doing for those 40 hours. In retirement, you have to be both the employer for the paycheck and that sense of purpose of what are you going to do for 40 hours? And so we've talked about it before on the show. There are two sides to your retirement plan. The financial side, how are you going to afford the things that you need in retirement? the basics to live, plus your fun money. And then the other side of it is, what are you going to do on a personal level? How are you going to take back those 40 to 50 hours of, of work and now repurpose it for yourself? Are you going to spend more time with the grandkids? Are you going to reconnect with your spouse and re and strengthen that relationship? Are you going to get a Winnebago and drive cross country for three years and then find a new place to live? All of those are out there if you're dreaming big enough for it, the first step is when am I going to retire? And then do I have enough to support the lifestyle? And the lifestyle part is, I I think, an interesting thing because let's just say that you make $40,000 a year and you're living paycheck to paycheck. You know, you don't really have a lot of savings in the bank, but you know that, so you're basically looking at this saying, my lifestyle costs me $40,000 a year. So when you retire though, it's not going to be the same way that you're living. And so that you might not need $40,000 a year. You might need more. And uh, I think that, I think that brings up a good point because everyone starts to compare themselves to all the articles we hear online, right? If you don't have at least a million dollars in your 401k, you can't retire. Well, that's relative. It's relative to what you typically earn. So if you're like in your example, if you're used to making 40,000 or 45,000 a year and you're able to live comfortable, but it's it's paycheck to paycheck like you were saying, right? It, it's there's not a lot of wiggle room, but you know exactly that everything's going to get covered and you're comfortable with it. That's going to be your retirement. You don't you don't you're currently not going on a 30-day cruise through Europe you the things that you enjoy are the moments that you have that you spend either with family or hobbies and some of them will cost money and some of them won't and when you go into retirement your retirement income is usually a reflection of what you have when you're working so if you're used to living on 40,000 you're going to live on the retirement equivalent of 40,000 and there's a formula for it that's generally where an advisor like myself and Euclid Financial Services would go through the formula formula with you because you're, 
you're not going to be lost when you go into retirement. You just need someone to put it in plain English so that you can say, okay, yeah, I know how to replace my paycheck. I know exactly how I'm going to live and my life's not going to change. And sometimes it just takes talking to an outside person to realize like, okay, so your life is going to change. You're not driving an hour to work and an hour home every day, spending that gas money. You're not stopping and getting that iced coffee to get you home to, you know, keep you awake. So you're actually finding ways that people are going to be able to, to save in some areas. And then also in other ways, like you said, you know, things that you will want to fill that time with that you weren't spending money on before. Yeah, And what you're kind of talking about is just kind of reallocating or respending your money a different way. You're used to living on 40,000. Some of those expenses were going to work and gas and all the other items that, that kind of fill that day to day to keep the machine running. When you go into retirement, once that income starts coming in, you're going to spend it a certain way. And so that money you would normally allocate for the iced coffee or the gas to work might be going towards so that you can do a day trip or that you spend more time with the grandkids, or you're going to have that one extra meal out that you normally wouldn't spend. The, the key to kind of walking through that is having a process because you've got to be able to say, okay, this is where I am and these are the goals that I have that are important to me. That's where working with a financial advisor, especially uh, the way we do it here at Euclid Financial, we have a system. We call it a guided planning system or a GPS and we walk you through five or six steps where we help you start to mentally get prepared for retirement as well as worrying about the financials, right? Where's the income coming from? What's the taxes going to look like? How do I keep up with a gallon of milk? All the stuff that keeps us up at night that we kind of have in the back of our head, we ask you and we put on the table so that you're not doing it alone. And, you know, you can probably find all kinds of information online about retirement and retirement planning. And you see all these commercials, get this free pamphlet and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But that's generic, Really? That's, that's really something that's just going to give you a basic sense of things, but it still needs to be custom tailored. And like you said, the GPS, you want to be able to, to fine tune it for that particular individual. Exactly. All the things that you can find online, the free giveaways, those are, those are good places to start. Because if you've never had this conversation before, or the view of retirement that you have is based on what your parents did, but you're trying to figure out how to make it work for yourself or you're talking to your buddy in the cubicle on the side of you going, hey, you want to look at my 401k? How come yours is doing better than mine? Right? That's, you still need information so that you're comfortable with it. When you're talking with an advisor, when you're talking with somebody like myself, our job is to give you the information and the experience that we have so that you can understand it and learn from it and make decisions on your own. We're never going to tell you you have to buy a certain item. We're never going to tell you if you don't have X amount of money in the bank, you're not going to be able to retire. Our job is to understand what are your goals? What are you trying to get done? Where, where do you see yourself in five years or 10 years? It's the stuff our guidance counselors used to tell us when we were in college and we were trying to figure out what class we're going to take so that we didn't have to get up at eight in the morning. Well, retirement's not much different. You're trying to figure out who you are and what you're going to be for the next 20 years, 25 years, however long you get when you retire. The plan or the advisor is what's helping you get through that so that you're not alone. And I think that's where, I think that's where it gets a little bit confusing after you retire. Because once you have the plan in place and you've been retired for a couple of years, you still have to talk with the advisor. You still have to understand where am I? Because just like with a machine in the house, 
you still need maintenance on it. You still need someone to look at it and go, is it still working the way it's supposed to? Did the world get in the way and now it's not working right and I don't know it yet? And I, I want to get into that in a, in a moment, but just I think it it bears reiterating. We've talked about it before, but I know people get concerned about it. When they come to see you, I'm sure you see the apprehension on their faces. You are not there to judge their lifestyle, to tell them that they have to change the way that they're living. You're there to give them an analysis of what their plans are and how to make those plans come true. I couldn't have said it any better. It's uh, when they come into the room. So when you walk in the door of the office and you get greeted at the front desk by Louise or Jake or whoever's sitting there, and they put you in the conference room and, and you're kind of sitting there with your cup of coffee, kind of waiting for the meeting to start, that first initial conversation really is me trying to understand you. It's the advisor trying to understand where are you right now? How do you live your life currently? And is that the way you're going to continue to live it throughout retirement? And there's no judgment on it. It's curiosity is the way I look at it because we're curious to understand who you are. What are you trying to accomplish? Where are you going? So that when we make a recommendation of, okay, you have your social security benefits, you have your 401k plan, you've got your CDs at the bank, uh, you've got this small pension from a cushion company from 30 years ago that you haven't touched yet, right? You got all these things. And then we kind of lay it out and say, okay, well, it's just a giant puzzle. You have all these pieces. Let's connect them together. Is this the picture that you were looking for? And it's generally going to be the picture you described to us. If I didn't hear you correctly, that's where you've got to be brave and say, well, that's not exactly what I had in my mind. It was more like this. And I'm going to go, okay, let's change it. Mm -hmm. Because it, in the end, it's your plan. And your plan is just a set of guidelines. It's not written in stone. It's not permanent. It's how do I work through retirement and know if the world gets in the way, I have something to look back at to get me back on track. And you talked about, you know, Get, when you get on track, now you have to stay on track. Yeah. It's not just a matter of, okay, you led me through how to plan for retirement. Now I'm retiring. Thank you so much, Manny. I'll see you, you know, I'll see you at the Christmas party or something, you know. You have to be actively um, reviewing this and making sure that you're following the plan. And and, uh, and so we have, a, we have a phrase that we kind of say in the office. Uh, our, our goal is to get you not just to retirement, but through retirement. And so the way we look at it is we dedicate our time and our services to whatever your retirement plan is, whatever you told us was important, whatever your goals are, we're going to work with you to make sure that if the world gets in the way or something becomes difficult or something didn't work exactly how we wrote it down, that we don't throw it away and start over. We just figure out, okay, where are we? Are we did we accidentally take a left instead of a right? Well, no problem. We can, we can recalculate and get you back on track. And that is, and I think that gets lost in retirement because if you've been if you've been retired for five or six or eight years, you have this comfort level with what you have, but you might not be aware or you might not feel confident that it's working the way it could be because every time you have a conversation with your current advisor or if you're doing it on your own, you're kind of second guessing. Oh well, it was a good year in the market, so well I made money, but last year last year I lost fifteen percent. Now I. Now I don't know if, if this is still going to work. And you start to have these second guesses. The advisor's role, our job, is to walk you through what happened and ask, are you, do you still want the things that are important that you told us? And then that's how you know it's working because you can have a clear comfort of, I know where my money is. If the world gets in the way, I know where to get to it. And if something happens to me, there's a safety net. 
So how many years have you been helping people with retirement? Oh, that is a loaded question. I uh, not just teasing. Uh, so I've been in the industry since 2003. So I'm going on almost 21 years of, of helping people with their finances, getting them to retirement. Uh, it feels like yesterday I started this, but it's, uh, it's pretty amazing uh, just to kind of see the amount of people and lives that myself and the staff and everyone that we work with actually grow and get through retirement. And during that time, I can imagine it's been a very, very small number of people that never had to come back to you to say, oh, yeah, no, no, life hasn't changed anything for me over this time. I'm sure almost everybody has had one of those curveballs come their way. Oh, uh, if I uh, to say that I've heard some curveballs, it would be an understatement. Uh, it's it's funny because you you start out with this vision in your head of I'm going to I'm going to buy an RV and I'm going to travel the, the U.S. or. I'm, uh, I'm going to get a second home somewhere and uh, my grandkids and my kids are going to come visit me when I'm in Florida and then I'm going to come back up. And then next thing you know, they're selling the RV, they're selling the house, they're, they're relocating or the grandkids are, are more than they anticipated having, right? They were envisioning one or two grandkids. Now they got six. And now they are, they're at every sporting event known to man. They're at every dance recital. And, to, and for some, that is much more fulfilling than what they originally had in their mind. Now, now that doesn't mean they're going to give up the traveling they might have, mm -hmm. but they just, they reconnected with family in a way they weren't expecting. And almost everyone that I've talked to, that is, that's usually their biggest thing is they reconnect somewhere. And that's the kind of stuff that, Really, I mean, yeah, like you said, you can still go out and have those vacations. You can still go and see the things you wanted to see. But when you look back, if you're sitting there, you know, if you're fortunate enough to, to, to be on a deathbed and be able to reflect back and have that time to look back, you're going to remember those moments. Well, and, and I'm glad you kind of brought that up. Uh, not so much the mortality side right, of it, yeah. but, uh, but in, in general, when, when we talk about retirement, we talk about different stages. You have your you have your planning stage or your pre-retirement and that's generally five years before retirement or within five years of retiring. And then you go into your retirement vacation where you have just retired and you haven't quite realized yet that you're not going back to your desk, that the coffee pot at home is where you're getting your coffee, not the break room. Uh, but once you've accepted retirement and you're comfortable with where your money's coming from, you generally go into your go-go years and that is, that's your, that's your rockstar years. That's where you're knocking out all the things you said you didn't have time for. And now you're reconnecting with all the missed things that you had while you were working. And then you generally go into your slow-go years where you, where you kind of take a step back. You're comfortable being retired. You're not worried about whether or not you're going to have enough money and you're not running around trying to cram everything in. You're picking and choosing what's important to you. And so you're, you're still traveling, you're still doing things, you're still healthy. You've just decided, I'm going to go at my pace, not try to get everything done all at once. And then the things that you were kind of talking about there, the, the end of uh, life and having those experiences to look back on, I look at those as your no-go years. Uh, those are the years where you're, you're generally more medical, uh, but it's not like nursing home or wheelchairs. It's you're getting picked up for Thanksgiving, you're not hosting Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And so you, but that's generally where you look back at your go-go and slow-go years and go, hey, remember when we did this? And it could be the road trip you took. 
and the car got a flat tire and it's the middle of a rainstorm and you're trying to change the tire but AAA won't show up and now you're angry at each other but now you're looking back at it 20 years later and you're laughing at the dumb things that you did but still had fun doing. Uh, that's your that's your no-go years because you're you're having those shared memories and you're sharing them and generally you're going to pass that information on to your kids and to your grandkids at, almost as a legacy. You're going to kind of give them a baseline of how you did things without actually having to say this is what I did. You just share the funny stories and they're going to learn from it. And that's a, you know, if we have to sit down at the end of our life and have that movie of our life playing before us, those are the moments that you want to see more than you sitting at a desk every single day. Well, that's exactly it. I, you should have more shared moments and laughs than you do regrets at the end. And, uh, and now I, I, can't, I can't ensure that everybody has that, but I can at least give you a blueprint and kind of walk you through how we see the world. And hopefully you can plug into it and run. Uh, that's all we're trying to do. We're, we're all trying to get to that same place, get up, enjoy ourselves, and enjoy the time that we have. First, we need the financials because obviously we still need food and shelter and clothing. But at the end, we still need to remember to be human and dream big and know that there's more than just punching a clock. It's, it's the idea of reestablishing connections, having those moments, and just remembering we're all human. We're all going to get to the same place at some point in time. It's just a matter of how much fun do we have in between. Absolutely. And if people are looking to start that process, Manny, how can they reach out to you? Uh, the easiest way is just call the office direct at 401-727-2727. Uh, when you call in, they're going to greet you with how can we make your day better? And usually that first step is booking an appointment with one of the advisors so we can make your day better. Uh, and, or you can go right online to the website at Euclid FS. That's E-U-C-L-I-D. F is in financial, S is in Sam.com, and you can see the calendar, you can get uh, informational downloads, and you can actually schedule an appointment online. And of course, you're here with us each month, so people can call in and ask their questions, and they can tune in to you every weekend here on WBSM, too. That's absolutely it. Keep listening, keep asking questions, and let's retire together. All right. Well, I have to retire into a commercial break right now. Uh, we will take that break. When we come back, we will have the news with Phil. And that was a great conversation with Manny, the money man, Resendiz. And I want to thank Phil for his patience waiting for the news. And now it's time to go right into the newsroom with Phil Devitt. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. The Kansas City Chiefs are officially a dynasty after becoming back-to-back -back Super Bowl champions. The Chiefs defended their title after coming from behind in overtime last night to beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 in Super Bowl 58. It was at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Patrick Mahomes was named Most Valuable Player. The Senate is moving forward with a 90 $5 billion aid bill for Ukraine and Israel, but its fate in the House is uncertain. The money, which is for Ukraine's defense against the Russian invasion and for Israeli security assistance, passed a Senate procedural vote Sunday with the help of 18 Republicans. The King of Jordan will be at the White House today to discuss the precarious situation in the Middle East with President Biden. It's Biden's first meeting with King Abdullah since three U.S. soldiers were killed in Jordan in a drone attack carried out by an Iranian-backed militia. The King will reportedly ask Biden to keep 
pressuring Israel to contain its war against Palestinian militants in the Gaza Strip. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is back in the hospital for an apparent bladder issue. Austin was taken to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center after experiencing symptoms contingent with emergent bladder issues. His duties have been transferred to Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks. Austin was hospitalized last month for an infection related to surgery for prostate cancer. Marathon world record holder Kevin Kiptum and his coach are dead after a crash in Kenya on Sunday. Kiptum set the world record marathon time in the Chicago Marathon last year, running it in two hours and 35 seconds. He'd been widely regarded as the next great marathon runner and a contender to run one in under two hours. This ain't Texas. And Beyonce is coming out with new music. The singer made the announcement Sunday during a Super Bowl ad and then posted to Instagram that part two of her Renaissance album would be out March 29th. She released two singles from the project, Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. Time now for WBSM Sports brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Super Bowl wasn't the only game on Sunday. The Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat 110-106. Next game Tuesday with the Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Bruins are home Tuesday to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. A winter storm watch in effect for the South Coast. The ABC6 Weather Center says a storm starting overnight could bring us 4 to 10 inches of snow. A parking ban begins in Fall River tonight at 6. Here's the latest. It is the calm before the major winter storm ahead. In the meantime, for this morning, mostly clear skies, temperatures in the mid to low 30s. We are under a winter storm watch as of tonight at around 1 in the morning through Wednesday 1 a.m. Meanwhile, this afternoon, mostly sunny in the upper 40s enough time to prepare for what's to come from the abc6 weather center i'm meteorologist ceci del carmen on new bedford's news talk station 1420 wbsm i'm phil david for wbsm news stay up to date with new bedford's news talk station wbsm and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the wbsm app I will go right back to the phones in a moment, but I was checking out the forecasts online. You know, Ceci Del Carmen does a great job, but like a doctor or a mechanic, sometimes I like to get a second opinion. Sometimes, I well, basically what I'm doing is I'm shopping around for the forecast that I like the best and want, choosing to believe in that one. Going back to what an earlier caller said about, you know, the reliability and accuracy of these forecasts. So AccuWeather is a place that tends to be on the conservative side a lot when it comes to things like snow totals. AccuWeather is reporting to expect one to three inches. 
They're saying that between 3 a.m. Tuesday, so 3 a.m. tonight and tomorrow, into tomorrow, between 3 a.m. Tuesday and 6 p.m. Tuesday, one to three inches. That's what they're predicting with a 46% probability of it being that much snow. And then, then a 35% likelihood of it being three to six inches. So basically, if you want to look at it like this, they're saying that 81% likely that we'll get between one and six inches. Only 15% likelihood that we'll get greater than six inches. So I don't know if that makes you feel any better. But then, of course, you click on the National Weather Service alert that they have right over that, and that says to expect four to eight inches. But I'm just going to choose to believe AccuWeather's 46% probability of it being one to three inches. And, you know, Mayor Mitchell always talks about how the city doesn't rely on meteorologists' forecasts exclusively for its storm planning, that they have their own service that they use in addition to taking those into account. And Fall River announced the parking ban yesterday that'll start today. Haven't heard a word from New Bedford yet. So be interesting in what, what their service, which is usually pretty accurate, is telling them. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Skeddy. Oh, my goodness. Um, I didn't really want to weigh into the weather fact and stuff, but I will. I say that it's going to rain. Um, and you say 46% chance of snow probability? No, they say a 46% chance of it only being 1 to 3%. Okay. so I mean, 1 to 3 inches, sorry. Right. So if that's 46%, that means nothing to me. It means it's just, just going to be rain. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know where it's, what it's going to do. Um, you know who's the best weather forecaster is Kelly Bates. She is the bomb. She gets the weather right um, from Plymouth all the way down to our area. W, what is it? WPRI? Uh, Channel 12, the last woman that called in about the weather stuff. Yeah, she's got it right. WPRI always gets the weather right. Now, Stephanie Bill, not nothing against her, but um, she talks so fast into the weather forecast. I don't even know what day she's talking about. She never slows down and specifies. Um, well, we, we, only yeah. give, we only give her like 20 to 30 seconds to get the forecast, and she's just trying to give as much information as she can uh, in the, know. the limited you know time what? we give and her. I, I know, and I know that, right? I really do. I know that. That's why, um, but I know, I know. I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to weigh into the weather thing. Um, Ceci, is Ceci, uh, I'm not even sure how to pronounce her name properly. No, you got it, Ceci. I, 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 if you're listening, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings at all. It, I, I, you know. Oh, don't worry. She, don't she's want- not listening. She's way too busy doing storm storm planning Good. and following Good. the storm models Good. and everything. So, Tim, what I wanted to talk about today is um, I'm in a quandary. And, um, um, well, first of all, I'm wicked sad. My <laughs> team lost. I really wanted 49ers to go, but it's okay. They've been there, done that. But um, So, my girlfriend's birthday is in February, end of this month the 28th 
She lives in Las Vegas. She's got mountains behind her house, and she can see Vegas like 30 miles away. She can see it. Here's the thing. I'm afraid to fly, but I feel like if I don't go, if not at the end of February, at least in March, I have to go see her because I'm just so afraid. If I don't do it now, I never will. I'm so, so afraid to fly. I used to fly, but now I'm like wicked scared. I guess the older you get, the more you are. Well, I, listen, I, I didn't fly for the first time until I was 35 years old. I'd never been on an airplane until I was 35. My first flight was Me too. was across yeah. country. I, I went from Boston to L.A. to go film a TV show. It was the day after the Patriots lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl the second time. <laughs> and I, I got on the plane and my friend Jeff was flying with me. And he was oh. convinced I was going to freak out in the because he was also filming the show. Yeah. And he was convinced that I was going to freak out because I'd never been in a plane. And but yeah. I was I was perfectly fine. There's That's there's the nothing thing. to be worried about. I don't have about. anybody to fly with me. Yeah, you I, don't need I anybody. Mean, you can make friends with the person next to you. Oh, I'm scared, Tim. I'm scared, but I feel like if I don't go now, if I don't get it over, done and over with, at least by March, God, I'm going to stop crying. I'm just so upset. I really don't want to disappoint her, but I'm so afraid. To go. And then here's my other quandary. Um, I don't want to stay at her house. I mean, I'll spend one night. Like, the thing is, if I'm going to be brave enough to do this stupid thing, well, it's not stupid to fly, but, you know, with all the bolts and stuff coming on. Uh, there's thousands of flights every day, and we have very rarely that things like that happen. So, so here's the thing. Um, so I'm thinking if I go, I can't afford, I want to, if I'm going to Vegas, gosh darn it, if I'm getting in that plane and I'm going, I'll be doggone if I'm not going to stay at a casino. So I want to stay at a casino. I just don't know, maybe Lamont can, if he's listening, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's probably knocked out from last night's game. Well, I was, I was going to um, say, if you don't find a place to stay, you're going to end up having to stay with Lamont. So you better find no a place way. to stay. <laughs> No, no, but he's probably like a good booking agent. Like maybe he can find me a good pricey, uh, a non-pricey ho hotel. Um, because if I'm going there, like I say, if I make this leap, I wanna, I wanna um, obviously stay in a casino, and then maybe the last night before I fly out, I'll stay at her house. You know, but I don't know how to tell her. I mean, she kind of got insulted when I hinted to that, and I don't know how to break this. Tour, so you I just say you want to have just say you want to have the Vegas experience. That's all. Wait, okay. You want to you want to have the Vegas tourist experience. That's what you're that's what you're looking to do. There's nothing. You know what? You are so good. Like you gave Mary the right answer to give to that doctor's office. Like I knew, like you would give me the right and, answer. And I'll say yeah. this too. My my dad is a master at planning. Vegas vacations on the cheap. He had told me, like, if I got you two tickets to see them at the Sphere, he's like, don't worry, I'm going to get you on a cheap flight. I'm going to get you a cheap room. He knows all the tips and tricks. He says, it's so easy to do. You just go online and you use those different online services, like things like Priceline and Orbitz and all those different things, and they will... I found them to be pricey. I don't find them to be competitive at all. It, it all depends on you got to get things at the right time. 
So you got to make yeah, sure, you know, if you want to go in February, you don't want to go next week when it's February vacation and people from school and people right. are traveling. Spring break. You know, right. yeah, you don't want to go during spring break. But you can find these little tips and tricks, you know, leave on a Tuesday afternoon instead of leaving on a Monday morning. And you'll find that you can save a lot of money that way. I would just, if you're worried about flying, I would say avoid uh, flying on Spirit Airlines. Yeah, well, just, they're the ones that made the parts for the Boeing's. I mean, I wouldn't worry about all that stuff. Like, you know, did, I mean, there's been, you know, shootings that happen in supermarkets and malls, but you're not afraid to go to a supermarket or mall, right? It's the same amount of a likelihood. You know, it's it's very, very minute possibility. But I would say, you know, you, you want to be on an airline where they're going to give you kind of a, a little bit of a, a more luxurious experience so that it'll ease your tensions. And also talk but to your doctor. Your doctor can give you something to take for anxiety before you get on the plane. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I want to be well aware. I don't like anything no, no, in my no. body. No, no, it's not. It's nothing that'll you know get you high or anything. It's just things that'll help calm down your nerves. I don't know, Tim. I, I, you know what? She, and she doesn't even listen to this radio. She's gonna have to because when I get there, when I do, I will spend at least one night there. Um, she's gonna have to know that we're putting this on, <laughs> whatever three hours difference. Um, yeah. Because I'll be like Lamont. I'll be listening to you at three in the morning. No, go out and have a nice time and have a vacation and don't worry about getting up early. Or if you are up early, don't worry about listening to me. Get out there and have some fun. It's this. It's well, a, you know what? I, I, I mean, you're very, um, boy, you're like spot on with everything that's out in New Bedford, even Dartmouth, Fairhaven. You know, um, is there any travel agencies that might have a special? You think? I don't know. I don't really talk to travel agents at all. It's uh, it's not something. It's it's a weird thing because like I look at travel agents as, you know, something that you need to use when you can't figure things out on your own. I'm more the kind of person that's going to go online and figure it all out for myself, and that's that's the way I've always done things. I've always just been oh, able to. Nice. Do you, are you a AAA member? Yes. All right. Go to the AAA office in Fairhaven. Talk to them. They're going to help you out better than anybody can. Oh my stars! See, see, this is why I called you. This is exactly why I called you. Yep, they'll get you all the discounts and everything. There's probably going to be a whole bunch of discounts man. you didn't even know. Oh, you're my answer, man, Tim. Um, all right, thank you so much. All and right. can I just say, hey, Laura, I hope you're doing all right. I haven't heard from her. Well, she and was she was here last week. She dropped off a card for me. Oh, did she? She's sweet. She's a. I love her. Definitely um, is. All right. Well, yeah. I, I got to let you go because I got to take a break. All right. You Absolutely. let me know how everything works out. I will. Thanks, Kim. I really appreciate you. Have a good day. Okay. Bye-bye. And I do have to take that break. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. So yesterday I went to the Dartmouth Mall and I saw all the guys running around trying to get the Valentine's Day gifts, trying to find something. Four days out. Hardly anything left on the shelves. I actually saw, I'm not kidding, I saw one person walking out of Burlington carrying just a bouquet of fake flowers. And I said, are those for Valentine's Day? I shouted across the parking lot. And he said, they're the best flowers I could find. I said, well, see, there's your problem. Because you're not looking in the right place. You're not going to the right place to try to get that special Valentine's Day gift. Don't worry about getting flowers at the supermarket or the gas station or 
fake flowers or any of that stuff, go to Potting Bench Floral and Gifts and the CVS Plaza in Fairhaven or go to their website, pottingbenchfairhaven.com and you're going to order your flowers early, whether it be a custom small bouquet or an over-the-top bouquet of long-stem roses, whatever it is that you need, Danielle and the staff are going to get you your flowers and they're going to get them to the one that you love on time on Valentine's Day with their same-day flowers and gift delivery. And you don't have to know about flowers. You don't have to know anything about them. You just tell them your budget. You tell them what it is that the significant other is into, and they'll make a custom arrangement that fits your budget but still wows. And, of course, you want to grab something for the kids, too. They have a great collection of small gifts and stuffed animals as well. Don't be the last-minute person. you still got time. Head on over to Potting Bench, Floral and Gifts. They're located at 2 Sarah's Way in the CVS Plaza in Fairhaven. Or you can visit them online at pottingbenchfloristfairhaven.com. Just order something online today. It'll all be ready to go for Wednesday. See? No muss, no fuss, and you'll be the Valentine's Day hero. So don't go into the store and root through the plastic flowers. Don't be walking up and down the mall looking for that little gift that you can give that turns out to be, you know, that's uh, more uh, than wow. No, get the wow that you deserve. Because you do love the person, right? You're just bad at gifts. That's why you want to let Potting Bench Floral and Gifts take care of it for you. Again, two Sarah's Way in the CVS Plaza in Fairhaven or at PottingBenchFloristFairhaven.com. All right, I got to take one final break. We'll be right back. We'll try to squeeze in any calls we can before the end of the hour. And then Jack Spillane on the other side. Um. All right, let's squeeze. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.